I mean, if you just want to open up when we do go live, just, I mean, whatever you want. Just... No, 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 just like, uh, real quick, like, welcome to Turn 2 Terribles Podcast or something like that. I mean, we'll iron it out as we go, but I mean, and then, right, and then go right into, um, we're going to go right into the A block, is that the, the flow? going on welcome to the turn two terribles podcast presented by jay-z photography i am jimmy Barr. i'm here with josh aaron and chris lynn and we're going to talk some racing uh we got nascar richmond last week we had the world of outlaws down in texas brent marks big win and the pa sprint car scene uh we were out in the field there a little controversy in usac and uh also we'll talk about our iRacing leagues a little bit I guess we'll get it started off with NASCAR this week, guys. Uh, I don't know if you got to start with Xfinity or Cup. We'll start with Xfinity. That was a that's the big the one that finish. I'll say that's the big one that everybody was talking about. So uh, Ty Gibbs pushing John Hunter Nemechek is kind of quasi. I guess that was his teammate. It was his teammate. Yeah, uh, up the track in the final corner in turns three and four. Um, Ty Gibbs hasn't been very popular with getting wins lately. <laughs> it seems like it seems like it's he's always having run-ins with somebody. Um, but it, nonetheless, he gets to win. That's what matters at the end of the day, right? Yeah, for sure. I I, I wish Nemechek would have just said, "Hey, I've got the wrong last name to win this race." But I feel like <laughs> right. that's the way everybody feels. That's the, Ty Gibbs gets so much shit because <laughs> his last name. But even then, like Nemechek post race says that he. Uh... If he talks, if he says anything, he's going to get in trouble. Say, like, come on, say something or don't. Um, I don't know. He definitely left the door open for Ty Gibbs to do that, though. You, you knew it was coming. Yeah, but there's a there's a difference between a bump and, bump and run and just straight shoving somebody up the track like that. He went into that corner way too hot. I don't think he meant right. to take him up that he, far up the track, but – you know, he went in with the mindset going he was going in that corner on the last lap. If you're Nemechek, maybe back it up, cross over. But I mean, he, Nemechek still finished second. So yeah, right. yeah, it was still a good finish, you know. But you know, he's not in that ride full time, you know, in the Xfinity series. That that 18 car is a rolling, revolving door of really talented drivers. I think uh, like week with, in a week out, with like five to go when Nemechek was passing him. It took him like two, two and a half, three laps to get around him, and I was like, why would he pass him? Just stay on his inside and. Because if there's one person in Xfinity you don't want to be in front of on the last lap, it's probably Ty Gibbs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of like that... Kid. I I I've been waiting for NASCAR to have, you know, we, NASCAR might have a new Intimidator. I've been waiting for it. New, new Kyle Busch, you mean? So yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't think he fits either one. He doesn't fit Not yet. One of the, like maybe driving style, but his personality is completely polar opposite. I want to see what happens. A phenom, He's a young phenom that gives you something really excited to talk about to come up to the Cup Series. 
probably, I mean, I give it two, three years until he's in the Cup Series max. I mean, I'm waiting to see what happens the first time that he uh, is on the other end of it, where someone hits him out of the way, because he hasn't had that really happen yet. So kind of did. I mean, he he got the Ryan Sieg had that retaliation on him a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah handle that. What class he ends up going out and whipping the. When, with yeah, the see, and, and winning the race, you know? I mean, whenever he gets moved out of the lead and doesn't win the race. It's easy to be like, oh, Ryan C, whatever, we won the race. True. What happens when he doesn't win? I want to see that. And, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Joe Gibbs' his old lineup is getting older. Denny Hamlin's getting up there. Kyle mm-hmm. Busch is up there. Truex is up there. They have, they have Christopher Bell, who's <laughs> not going anywhere. So, one of those guys has got to go. I feel like he's he'll probably take over Truex. I think Hamlin is still locked in a little bit. But keep in mind. I guess you could see what happens with Kyle Busch with his Eminem sponsorship deal, but the Truex Mars, yeah. is probably I like the more and more I watch Truex, you know, you could just tell he's he's not what he was a couple of years ago. He's still very, very fast, still very good. I just don't know if he um really plans on running another th- two, three years. You know what I mean? Maybe he just could be silently yeah. thinking about yeah. retirement. Well, he's the uh... I'm pretty sure I saw it, but he's got, you know, personal shit going on too now. His wife's Absolutely. going through with cancer again. I mean, yep. maybe he just right. has to take some time, time off. To go, right. Time to go fishing on the pond. But I mean, Denny uh, Hamlin, he's got the 2311 thing too. I mean, team, what? Right? How long is that going He has an idea with that. Uh, Kurt Busch runs the monster car mostly for them. Why not? He's not young either. Maybe he's just getting that shaking that team down. Maybe Ty Gibbs moves to that ride for a year. That's a good point. Let things play out. Like I mean, Monster's already there. Maybe that's yeah. part of the draw. Maybe it's a part-time ride next year um, for 23 XI and then and, or and, and then goes from there. But who knows what Bubba? If Bubba just keeps, I mean, he's been having the worst luck. But I mean, if he doesn't perform point, this around. year, misses the playoffs, right? You know, they could look to move on from him. You know, it would be tough I mean, with all the lot of money. He's got a lot in, of funding, but... a lot of funding now compared to Richard Petty Motorsports when he had none. If it's yep. if it was the same deal now as as then, I think he's in really big trouble. And then that win helped him. And if he can just run consistently, a lot of it this year has side. not been his issue. Has been his fault. He, right. You know, there's times where he. You know, mostly in practice and qualifying, he trips over himself. But in the race, he's been pretty he, – he's been showing that he has just about as much speed as Kurt Busch. He just doesn't have the luck, mechanical failures, or getting caught up in other things. So, I, I don't know. It's interesting. He's definitely – Ty will definitely have a spot to go, you know, where if he decides to jump up shit next year. You know, he he would have a spot somewhere that would make room for him, especially since he is Gibbs grandson. I think that's what gives – the bad vibes maybe to fans right. and other drivers and teams alike. And I think it's no different than Austin Sindrick. I mean, love him or hate him. He's, he's a proven Point. driver. And if Tim Sindrick up there, he kind of like, Oh, he gets given the rides. Like, no, he went to Europe for all these years racing. He won the Xfinity championship. What, at least once he damn near one of the second time back to back. And then he wins Daytona. Like he, he deserves a ride. Maybe he got there easier than other guys, but I mean, he's raced a long time on some of the hardest tracks in the world. So. Just, just, I mean, for him, he went in and won his, what, second race in there. He was winning, he won a bunch of races last year, and he couldn't even race. He wasn't even legal <laughs> to be able, he wasn't old enough to race at some of the race tracks. All the races. You know I what I mean? It, yeah. It's just insane how he has, I get it, he has good equipment, but, I mean, you can't teach some of this talent that he has. He just has it, you know. It helps that he was up, you know, brought up in it, but 
I think what you're seeing with Ty is something you're going to start seeing maybe with, you know, you got Kevin Harvick's kid, Clint Boyer's kid, Kyle Larson's yeah. kid, uh, Brexton Bush, Kyle Bush's kid. They're all starting mm-hmm. really young and they're all racing together. And they're, st- they're like, Brexton Bush already has sponsors and stuff. You know it's the, insane. So, the funniest thing to me, he's got people that they, they're, they're hating on Ty Gibbs because he has money, backing, all this stuff. Cindric, same way, but they love Chase Elliott. You think Chase Elliott? Chase Elliott came up from the. He didn't come from nothing. He He didn't come from a team owner though. He didn't come up from a team owner. They had all the connections. But Cindric and Ty Gibbs, they're coming up through. I mean, it helps, but they're all never in a. They're coming up in the bigger teams in the world. I mean, Penske's one of the biggest race teams in the world, outside of NASCAR, and he's coming up. Elliott have a Hendrick development contract when he was still in KN, so it's not much different. I get it. I get it. I'm just saying it's yeah, yeah. I get it. Chase Elliott also. I always hate that argument for a long too. Time. It took him a long time. Like I remember when uh, Kevin Harvick left RCR, and he he was like, I'm you know just tired of all these rich kids coming up through here. But I mean these these kids are racing the best equipment and they're racing the best people at their level in the world. They travel the country racing right. the best people at their level. So I mean when they right. get Ty Gibbs' age, I mean Ty Gibbs is no pushover. He's his entire life raced the best people in whatever division he's in. Mm-hmm. And I think Even the biggest in... thing to wait and see Ty Gibbs when he gets to the Cup Series when he's now racing everyone else that's racing pretty close equipment. There's more guys in the like Xfinity Series. You have Gibbs and G- and JR Motorsports for the most part. Uh, even like RCR is not what they used to be there. And when he gets up there, it has to race straight with Hendrick and Penske and it's going to level out. He's still going to, I think he's still going to win. He's still going to be a factor, but it's not going to be just him steamrolling the field. I mean, look at William Byron. Yep. Took him a while. Chase Elliott took him a while. Mm-hmm. Well, Eric I mean, we Jones might still we, finding his way. It might be different now. I mean, we're, you know, you, you look at this cup season so far, uh, anybody can win. I don't think that, they, I don't think until they get this car figured out, I don't think you're going to see anything, you know, multiple win people popping up. Cause I mean, so many so, people are so fast. Tight. Yep. Right. And that's something I read that was interesting this week. Speaking of that, though, how long is that the way? If you are if you want to get Ty Gibbs experience, now is when to do it. When everyone's learning the car, he's on a yep. somewhat equal footing. The longer you wait to get him up there, teams, even big money teams, are going to learn the car. They can't really do much with the parts, but they're going to learn what the car does and what it likes and what it doesn't like. And then a driver's going to feel what it does and doesn't like. Like, he, I mean, sooner rather than later, if you're Gibbs, he, he's winning. He's well, they're he also – there's fast tracking him, man. I mean, he wasn't even old enough last year to race anything over a mile and a half. He's basically skipping the truck series, racing Xfinity full time. He's pro- like he's odds on favorite to win it. So they're trying to get him in there early yep. into this new car. They need, a, they need a seat. They need a seat for the open. But the, they'll probably have a seat next year. There's a lot in the air for JGR right. between that and 2311 racing. Like you're talking Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch, even if he doesn't bring in sponsorship, which I'm sure he will. But even Martin Truex and I mean, I know Christopher Bell's locked up, but you never know. Yeah, so, he's not been running great either. We did bring up about Ty Gibbs not knowing how he's going to react. Fun fact, NSRL, he did come out, <laughs> run, <laughs> wrecked himself, and just rage quit. So yeah, yeah. maybe we know a little right. bit. Right. <laughs> we have that insider. We have that insider stuff. <laughs> so mm-hmm. moving on here to the Cup Series, we had Danny ha- Denny Hamlin seeking the win in his home state. Uh, I was personally happy to see him when I know he's not the biggest, most popular person. 
Um, <laughs> but I, it was cool. I, I the, the race I thought was kind of a, I'm not a big fan of Richmond. I think it's kind of a snooze fest, but it was kind of see to, cool to see some of the different lines, the pitch strategies play out towards the end. And I, and, you know, he just came on strong in those last like 20 laps or so. And um, him and Kevin Harvick, it was cool to see them two up, up front when they haven't been running very well, you know, yeah, lately. Was, when they, these two, two guys were winning every race two years ago. Yeah. I was going to say, those are a couple guys that have been in the championship and dominating for a couple years and, just have been non-existent this year. Yeah, it was an encouraging run by both of them. And, you know, we're talking, too, going back a little bit to the Ty Gibbs thing. You know, Denny Hammond, like you said, he has 23-11 racing. You know, maybe he will think about hanging it up in a year or two here. You know, you never know, especially if Denny Hamlin wins a championship this year somehow. Walk off. And walk off and, and go be a team owner, walk off to the sunset and hand it on over to Ty Gibbs. There would be nothing better. And honestly Gibbs would probably love him and they could continue that relationship very strong but instead of the future let's keep talking about Sunday right you guys see and anything think, else there Sunday well I think interesting thing is refreshing in this day of age of chaos and random cautions that come out and having the strategies I know it's not everyone's cup of tea but having a and I, you look what happens you have a strategy race where you have to manage your tires and manage your lines and know when to go and you have seasoned vets flowing through the field in the last 40 laps I think yep it's kind of a throwback to everyone talks about the golden days when NASCAR was so, so great. And they forget about how boring those races actually were until things <laughs> got spicy on strategy. Like you watch, right. They go back and watch early 2000 races. You have guys dominating and you had to change the strategy and manage your tires. Like, I think that's the takeaway there. You're not going to have the, the fender banging. Like you're going to get at Martinsville or the Bristol night race. And even then not all those races are that way. We just take the highlight reels and remember them that way. Um, I think that was yeah. cool. I want more you like the that. highlight reels only show those and those, last couple laps usually in the end they don't you know you yep. see the last maybe five laps you don't see the other 395 right. i will right, say kind at, of oh go ahead i'm sorry like richmond alone like, look at some of the, the best races we've ever seen there was kyle bush dumping jr in the night race you have edwards and kyle bush banging vendors like how much should we that race do we remember otherwise i don't think very much right um, yep. one of the most memorable moments from richmond was probably kyle bush spending a deal on our junior a couple of years ago you know, right, I mean, that's what I'm saying. And uh, more than a couple years ago, yeah, now. yeah like uh, 15 of them, but like you know, it's 2008, so we're, uh, we're getting old here, bud. Like, <laughs> uh, speaking on that, I don't know if you guys follow Jeff Gluck on Twitter, but he does a poll on how good the race was every week. Yeah, and Richmond, and he gets he gets a lot of um, a lot of votes on these, um, so it's a pretty good pulse of what the NASCAR community is thinking, and 63 percent only thought that the race was good it was ranks 27 out of 37 short track races that he did a poll on and it was six out of 12 richmond races and it's definitely the lowest race of the season by far and i think it's unfair to richmond because this season has been <laughs> balls to the wall pretty much every mm -hmm. week so i mean you have a race there and i think you have a pass for the lead within what five to go inside five to go mm -hmm. that race should never be that low but it's just we didn't have we didn't have Ross Chastain shoving Almendinger into the gravel pit. You didn't have any of that kind of nonsense. Yeah, I think I think Richmond always gets kind of a bad rap. I love Richmond just because it's multi-groove racing. It's always strategy. It, you know, it. I understand why people say it's boring and how people say it's boring, but I yeah, like I like I, Richmond. I, I I don't mind the racing. I just I think people, we always there's been a big glorification of short track racing. 
And it's good to see, to see it come back. But I think people forget about these long 150 lap runs where nothing is happening and half the field's getting lapped. And that is boring to many fans. It just is what it is. And, you know, they only remember those last couple laps where there is beating and banging and some wrecks and some controversy going on because it's short track racing contact's going to happen. But, you know, when you have a race that's relatively caution free and, uh, you know, you, you're lapping up to 15th place, which is better than some years, but, you know, it, it does get, you know, the pitch strategy kind of kept it uh, for me. I, I, I enjoyed the, the pitch strategy. I did think that made it more interesting, but um, I don't know. I think, I know, Chris, you're upset about Martinsville this weekend being 100 laps shorter. I'm happy yeah, about that it. I do think the short track races need to be a little bit shorter. And here's our... For sure. Patience. A place like Martinsville, you have to go. And I, and sure, I say that also I'm a little biased. I'm going to Martinsville. I've been there before. It's great from start to finish because um, there's nowhere to go. And I think Richmond has the bad luck where they fall on the schedule. You, you have the emotional high and energy from Daytona. And you go to like Atlanta and that's like up until this year. I mean, this year's whatever. But then perhaps here's one of the raciest old surfaces. Um, Coda has all the energy from being a new track and a road course. And then you have Richmond, who's kind of there. And then you go into Martinsville. And then usually you go to the Spring Bristol race, which is now the dirt race. And it's kind of like it's the, the short track that's three-quarter mile, three grooves. So you don't – the lap traffic, you can do it, but you have so much space to go. Versus Martinsville, they all stay close together because there's you're on the bottom or you're getting freight train most of the time. And Bristol dirt now is a whole different dynamic. Um, and that's why I think – Martinsville works at the 500 mile race. You get shuffled back. It takes you 200 laps to get back to the front, even with a good car. Even in the old days, we talked about with Gordon, he gets to the back and he was the dominant Martinsville. It'd take him 200 laps to get to the lead again. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, any other thoughts on, on Richmond? Uh, you know, Mark William Byron led a lot of laps there. He just had, was on the wrong strategy, fell back a little bit. Uh, Martin Truex, Truex finished bloody. fourth. He had a nice run. Why? Um, Why switch your strategy like that if you're Truex's team? You had the winning strategy and you did the opposite of the winning strategy that you did in stage two. Like I yeah. see why William Byron stays out. Like you have a big lead and you are maintaining as the guy. I mean, roll the dice. You pit. You're uh, late enough. You're probably William, not getting back. William Byron already had a win. So right. If you're Truex though, you had a strategy already worked out. It was rolling into the same exact situation, and you just decided to not do that. It's like uh. What are you uh, Kyle, doing? Kyle Larson finished fifth. It was a good day for him. Uh, he was up and down all day. He just charged his way back up to the front. Christopher Bell, who I was just talking a little shit about before, and I forever will, uh, finished sixth. <laughs> and Ryan Blaney finished seventh. And I thought this was a crazy stat because I did not realize how many top ten. he has. That was his hundredth top ten in the Cup Series. Mr. That, consistency. That, he's very, yeah, very consistent and – I also makes me feel like, man, I didn't even think Ryan Blaney ran a hundred races. Well, <laughs> but I, you know, it's just hard old, to put bud. that in perspective. That's a that's a that's a big number, though. I mean, I was there for Blaney's first win at Pocono, and I did not. He wasn't really a, um, 
you know, a top 10 guy until he won. You know, he showed some speed, but uh, Alex Bowman, eighth, Kyle Busch, ninth, who he probably would have won if it wasn't for a little one inch piece of tape on his grill. <laughs> um, he definitely had a three hours. Yeah, for after 200 laps, um, which is kind of a crazy penalty, but uh, sends a message, I guess. And Austin Dillon in 10th, talking about Mr. Consistency, that guy's always around 10th position. And it's one reason why he gets into the playoffs almost every year. So I think if you're going to piggyback on that, if RCR as a whole, this way been, I mean, Reddick was up there early, um, but RCR as a whole has been impressive early part of this year. Um, Time out. Just with their speed. And then track house. Time out. Sorry. It's saying nine minutes left in the meeting. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I just want to make sure it wasn't going to kick us off or something like that. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Chris. Sorry. <laughs> about RCR um, being impressed with, you know, they're coming back. Um, maybe they're making gains with this new car. And, and track house, who would have thought they'd be every week, even after the win last week, Chastain was up front racing top five most of that first half of the race. I hope they stay up there. You know, chaos. Yeah. I, I love – Tyler Reddick has really grown on me over the past year or so. Just uh, I always knew he had talent. I wasn't really always his biggest fan, but I like the way he races. He spices things up. He's aggressive, but not overly aggressive where he's wrecking people necessarily. No, he's wrecking himself mostly. And I think he's learning how to not do that. Right. Which is why he's getting those good results. Like even at Coda, he could have done some things to do some things to some people and himself, and he didn't do them. He didn't win, and it cost him four spots or so, but – that's championship racing right there. Um, next gen testing today, or what I guess yesterday, with Stuart Friesen car. Um, watched a couple laps from the videos that were posted on the internet. Thing looks wicked awesome, to be honest. It uh, it sounds so good. The, that that's one thing about the next gen car. It just sounds so badass, man. And uh, to see it on a dirt track like that, I don't think so. There's no way they could run a diffuser. They got to lift uh, those cars up a little bit for dirt. They said about having gonna... flats on the back, like almost like they track the yeah. have something like that, but it keeps the mud down. Yeah. Because that track was pretty sticky. And the last time they tried that, it was not a good time. Um, and I even saw they took the windows out and ran some screen stuff, which is interesting. So, yeah, they're going to have to figure out mud stuff, you know. I mean, because... they help better racing if they get a wide enough tacky, not a tacky track, but like a, not, not, not a like dry the of, track. Right. The Where first half of Bristol last bottom. year, first half of the cup Bristol race last year was phenomenal. I, and I think for a stock car going around Bristol on, on dirt. So by yeah. the time we get to the end, it was like, well, damn, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was good. It was, uh, I'm excited. It made me more excited because after watching last year, I'm like, all right, they'll do Bristol dirt one more year. And then we probably won't get a dirt race ever again. But this year I'm like, if it is, you know, let's go you know i'm i'm pumped um and then also another thing that happened this week uh rfk racing uh they lost their appeal on the the massive penalty that was uh thrown down on them i can't remember exactly what it was i should have pulled it up like a, it was 100 points and a hundred yeah. or something like that suspension yeah it was a huge huge hit and then one one thing that i find in one thing I find interesting is that they haven't announced what exactly they did yet. Right. And
right? And I think um, it's painting one as a cheater, even though it's like, like I was listening to a, a different thing earlier in the week, and they were talking about this, and the teams don't even get what they have. And I think that's good for like Ralph Fenway Kozlowski because if they're doing something, but they hit something up in those parts that they're all out of mess with, and NASCAR releases it, now teams are now going to find that part of the car, figure out how they got caught, and then promptly not want to do that, right? So, um, I don't know. I think they should be more transparent, though. That way, if it's a simple violation that every team doesn't go, oh, look, they're cheating. They're right. not. Also, so those teams could avoid <laughs> doing that in the future. Right, that like, yep. Right, and and then how much of that could be wear and tear for a different race is how that thing was manipulated. Because um, these guys, I mean, Kosowski tore up some stuff early in the year. I don't know. Maybe I mean, these parts go through a race. Who knows what happens to them? And they got to tear the cars down and rebuild another one rather quick to get it off and running. So, I mean, I wish they'd kind of show. I mean, I'm guessing it's not that or else they would have maybe listened to the appeal a little bit. But you never know. You really do. Then. Just to, just so other teams don't try to figure out a way around it. That's right, which is point. the oldest, yeah. oldest book in NASCAR's history. Right. It's, oh, this guy did this, and he got caught. Let me do this and do it this way so they don't get caught. Hey, <laughs> Ray if you Abraham, ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> don't get caught. It's only cheating when you get caught, bud. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, well, uh, that was really it from NASCAR this past weekend, and uh, – um, Let's move over to World of Outlaws a little bit. And me and Chris were jumping for joy on Saturday night. The World of Outlaws went down to Texas, where Brent Marks won $20,000. That's the biggest payday. The Myerstown so Missile. The Myerstown Missile. Our local local guy Our around here. Posse guy getting off the porch. Um, it was awesome to see, man. I mean, he was just, he was a rocket ship and he was slicing and dicing lap traffic. Nobody was going to catch him. Right. Uh, it was good. He, it was good to he, see. It was great. It was just great. Yeah. He he won by three seconds, but at one point in that race, he had a six plus second lead yep. and was just gone. I mean, he, he beat Donnie Shots. You know, yeah. just outlaw probably of all time. I mean, we can die on the hill for Kenzer, but Shots had tougher competition. Yeah. Um, then you look like, look at this just the field down there. We have Mark Shots, Brian Brown. Gene McFadden, Jacob Allen, Macedo, Brad Sweet. I mean, he's won the last what three championships. He's mm -hmm. Seventh. Like, come on. I mean, that's a yeah, tough. It field. was Sheldon Hodgshield in twelve. It was uh, guys. At, and after, I think uh, what a lot of talk went to was um, after the race. Uh, <laughs> for one, before I go into the negative stuff, was Brian Brown and Donnie Schatz. They tipped the cap. To Bre uh, Brett Marks, uh, Brian Brown called <laughs> Brian Brown called him the fastest non-outlaw in the country, which I think is 100% true. I mean, he has been whipping up competition in her PA, and it doesn't matter where he goes. You know, there's this big stigma yeah. around PA posse guys. They won't get off the porch. They can't win outside of PA. Well, look at this guy. You know what I mean? He just went down and, and took your biggest paycheck of the season. Right. And you last year, you at your biggest race the night before by Eldora. Uh -huh. Yeah, absolutely. So and that's coming um, from Brian Brown, who is a non-outlaw guy. I mean, he's dominant at Knoxville, and he's yeah. not. He comes over to PA here, and he's not slow either. So no, he's not. He comes out. He, he, won, he won last year, Williams Grove. Yeah. yeah, we finally got his first Williams Grove win. Ever since he got Lasoski, 
his uncle to come over the dude. and and be his crew chief. He, that team has picked up a lot, so they're going to be scary at Knoxville this year. And it's good to see him running well out with the Outlaws. He's very hit or miss when he's been going out with the Outlaws the past couple of years. Uh, hopefully, he and finds even, consistency because he is outlaw fast. He is one of those guys that can uh, go out and win outside of Knoxville. He can win anywhere in the country, really. And even Donnie Shots, you know, had a couple down years the last couple of years, down years by like Donnie Shots standards. He's off to a decent start this year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's much better than what he did last year. Took don't, him. Let, don't let him in the hunt because if he's in the hunt, he could just, you know, game seven you. The, the points are going to be so tight. It's going to come down to Charlotte again. You know, I really, you know, the thing is, is Brad Sweet. Give him the credit. I mean, he's just so consistent. And when he is hot, he stays hot, man. Like he, like last year, he won like seven straight, I think, at one point or something like that. Right, he was just, he was insane. Um, but he, once he gets hot, man, he's just, he's just on on the podium or winning races constantly. So him just getting his sixth, seventh place finishes, that's cold Brad Sweet. That's just, you know, that's him on a down, down that's street, him stacking so. points, man. Stacking yeah, that's just him stacking points. And he also didn't have a DNF last year, which helped. So that the team, is, money that team works still, hard. Month of money is still three months away for them. And that's usually when you see Brad Sweet come out and start prowling. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, some more dirt stuff. Uh, I went to Port Royal last week. It was a pretty nice day. Uh, Logan Wagner got the win in the 410s. Saw some late model racing. It was uh, overall a good day. Uh, there was a lot of cars in the pits. There was like 30 410s or it was 29 410s. Cassidy Kreitz made her 410 debut as Donnie Kreitz's daughter. Um, it was weird to see the 69K out there at Port Royal, right? You know, the past couple of years, you see that 69K with Lance DeWeese in there, man. He is going out and dominating. But now is Cassidy out there, and, and she looked good. I mean, she was uh, pretty impressed. Right. I, I was impressed. I know she could drive a sprint car. She's been pretty good in the 305s. But uh, to see her, she was just passing a lot of cars. And uh, she got herself a 12th place finish in her 410 debut, which is not easy against uh, the mm-hmm. competition that she you had with there. 33-some cars there, correct? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, with a handful of all-stars you had zeb wise you had justin peck or no justin peck wasn't no justin peck was there justin peck zeb wise uh kyle reinhardt um there's a couple of other other outsiders that were there oh cole macedo made the trip from ohio so a lot of good cars were there including you know anthony macri and logan wagner who are the cream of the crop there at port royal logan wagner four-time defending track champion but he's a schmuck he's a schmuck remember he's a one-track he's there's a guy out there. There's one guy. He thinks he's a one-track wonder. That's mm-hmm. weird. He, that guy happens to like the guy that wins at Lincoln, though. So, <laughs> yeah, down at Lincoln, Danny Dietrich charging from tenth, going on to win the feature. Um, I mean, the guy's a, a beast. There, I'll give him his credit. He that's two in a row there. Just uh, he's not a big fan of him, man. I'm he's, sorry. He's, he's not a, a bad he, driver. This is point. Not out. a bad he, driver. Is, he doesn't even seem like that bad of a guy. Like he's that. just he loves the ruffle feathers and you have to appreciate it at times but you know when you spin out in front of brett marks and cost him an outlaw win i don't get past that that's like where that. my bias comes in it <laughs> caused brett marks a win last year and and i was there in a danny dietrich hoodie and i'm not over it <laughs> you probably got thrown out you probably got beer i had protection from my lance <laughs> <hat. But laughs> not a good time it was definitely you felt pretty small at that moment <laughs> Uh, we had a couple of our Posse League members racing there. Uh, Kyle Keen won his B-Main. Um, Brett Strickler, I think he got a top 10 
in the feature. He ran really well. Um, yeah, in the 58s. Yeah, in the 358s. And then Jordan Givler is running the 410s. I don't think he made the feature. But no, he got caught up coming in a B main. He got caught up in some stuff. He, he had Gibbler. a really good opening day. What's Jordan Givler. Oh, uh, he yeah. got 16th. Oh, he made the feature. Oh, good. That's right. Good. It was the first good. one he made in the month. Yeah, that's right. yeah, that's right. Yep. Ever he was struggling a little over. bit there before that. Opening day, he got a top five, and then uh, he's been having real bad luck ever since yeah, then. But it was good to see him get in the feature. against Again, another strong pack. It was good to see he had like 70 strong 410s and PA racing at the same time at two different tracks. That's not really what you hear of, you know. A lot of outsiders came in, and it was good yeah, to see. Throw some shade at those people out in Knoxville. I think they're the Sprint Car Capital World. They didn't even have a race yet. So yeah, they race I mean, like three months hell, a year, and they think they're the best. Florida, Florida, Florida has more races, and they only have like four Sprint Car shows. So let's it's go. True. It's true. <laughs> and Williams Grove on Friday was a rainout, unfortunately, but is what it is. Um, Bristol Dirt Nationals. Uh, Chris Madden walked away with two hundred thousand dollars. Won the feature uh, on Saturday night. I didn't really keep up with too much of this. And it sounds like not a lot of other people did either because everybody's finding out like days after the fact that he won $200,000. That's a lot to win. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, usually you're running like for $5,000 a night. We know they were paying a lot of money at Bristol, but like for the amount of fans that were there and, and, you know, and and maybe because I'm a sprint, we're sprint car guys and and NASCAR guys don't really pay attention to the late, the dirt late model side as much. But it didn't seem to be that big of a deal, and the oh. fact that people were finding out later on down the, down the line that oh wow that was that much money just shows that the promotion was was they it's failed annoying. they failed that should right. be the number one thing that they were promoting, especially when it's not a Lucas Oil or not um, a World of Outlaws show is going to naturally draw people like you had a standalone event for a series that you want to succeed at a place that's going to get you more interaction than most other late model races on that day and you did nothing with it. Hey, congratulations. Yeah. Wait, really? What an, what an idiot. That should be like the Daytona of that, you know, they should of that series right, right there. Right. Yeah. Right. And they will, when, when world of outlaws goes there now, it's granted it's world of outlaws, but when a world of outlaws goes there, they're running a late model world uh, and sprint car double you know what i mean and they're really pushing that so because that's a big promotional tool and that's genius by world racing group to do that yeah absolutely they top notch by them they even had kyle larson there kyle larson raced both nights he did not make he made the feature but could not start because of a mechanical issue but he was fast he was a top five top ten guy all weekend um they even had him, and they couldn't fill the stands. You know, not even that. Point out that they had him, and no one is even talking about it because they didn't right. promote it. You have the greatest NASCAR driver on the circuit right now, as far as defending champion and dominated season in your race. And Twitter isn't even dirt. Twitter is not even talking about your race. Like, what are you doing? Right. So it pays that much money to win, and Larson's there, and no one cares. Like that, mm-hmm. it's a colossal failure. Like yep. someone needs to reevaluate what they did there and not do that next time. Yeah, if they get another chance. I mean, Lucas Oil is doing it right because, I mean, you're talking about following Kyle Larson up coming back home on Sunday because he's racing here at Port Royal yeah. on Sunday night. Yeah, I'm not going to leave Martinsville. I'm going to actually drive him. I'm just going to drive him in my car. We're both leaving. <laughs> we're, we're both leaving Martinsville, and he's 
he's going about 40 minutes past me. I was like, hey, I'll go to Pool Road Drive Larson, drop him off, yeah. and then and then go home or go you to the bathroom. You know, you know he's flying. Nah. He well, fast. he's always flying, but he's fast. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm tempted to go see go see if the weather see how the weather is. The weather's not looking great, but uh, might go check it out. If not, it'll be on Mav TV. Maybe we'll check it out on Mav TV. But Port Royal or Kyle Larson at Port Royal is always fun. He is really good there in a sprint car and a late model. It's it's insanity. Uh, USAC had a little bit of controversy this week touch upon here quick um so back in february in their season opener they took tire samples and four teams failed the test they thought that was odd and went and found a second and a third opinion on those tests and the both of those came back that they had no wrongdoing to me and I guess maybe it's just the way USAC is framing the issue. To me, it sounds like a good thing. It sounds like a sanctioning body that's like, this is out of the ordinary. Let's look into this a little bit more. Let's take care of our teams. We don't want to be docking them points and taking money away from them if it's not on not something that they did. On the other side, you have teams now leaving because USAC has deemed that they did not do anything wrong. You have Keith Coons Motorsports, which is their biggest – midget team leaving the sprint car series and Amati and team Arizona also said that they weren't going to race at least last weekend, which ended up getting canceled anyway, but they were making a statement that they did not stand with what USAC uh, came to a ruling on. So I thought it was really, really interesting. I, I was very, I was following this kind of closely and I really didn't understand why all the kickback to USAC, and I know USAC has a bad rap, especially with teams, and that's why you see World Racing Group coming out with this new series to try to compete with USAC. And USAC's run so long. I mean, they, they used to run in Indianapolis and, and, and all that. They have so, their own stock car division. Right? Yeah, they, they're one of the oldest sanctioning bodies up there with NASCAR. So, for you know, they already had teams kind of upset because of how, how much they get paid and, and all that. And then, for me, from the outside looking in, and like I said, it could be USAC just framing it this way, but for them to be like doing something that's like in defense of their teams, trying to be loyal to the teams that run with them every week. I don't get why other teams have a problem because they didn't get penalized. I, I don't know. Right. I don't know if you guys right. have any thoughts on that. I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I'm out of the whole thing. <laughs> is that my, that, my next me, words, but... I'm, I kind of agree. I kind of agree with what you're saying. Like, it seemed like USAC was trying to do the right thing. I think there's more to the story. I think the teams know the garage talk. They know that side will probably never come out until there's a, a podcast when they're all out of racing and they want to talk about it. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it seems odd. I think it's going to be intriguing to see how far it goes. But uh, you don't see these problems with other national touring series. No, you don't. Series. No, and USAC's been on the, down, on the decline for a few years now and which is upsetting because I think they put on a decent product. You know, they're not, they're, they're not the best, but I enjoy their racing. And um, it's just kind of sad to see some of their biggest teams, you know, especially Keith Coons coming out and. And they kind of, something I thought of just now, like uh, the extreme dirt series, like the world racing group version, they kind of deleted all their, right. They deleted all their penalties yes. off of, the issues that they had it they issued penalties after what ocala or east bay or something yeah and they got rid of all that quietly and yes no one's gonna worry about them 
They penalized them good, and a lot of teams praised them for putting them out to the open to the public. They're talking like Justin Grant. Like we're talking some of the big names and wingless stuff that they basically said, uh, "You're done. Like you're out of here." For and that was also his money back. Those races were run the same week down in Florida. Two different tracks, but same week down in Florida. Same tires. Same cars. Uh, well, not necessarily the same tires. And what one thing that I saw was Tanner Thorson. I, I believe ta- it was Tanner Thorson, Emerson Axum, Dustin Grant, and somebody else um, were the four teams that were test failed originally. And uh, they all say that they bought the tires at the track. So you can't be doping the tires if you right. just bought them at the track is their defense. And I understand. Right, I could see that. I mean, but. You can always buy tires at the track last week and bring them this week. A hundred percent. Yeah. We don't really know, (laughs) but I mean, the fact that they went through two other tests, you know, granted, who knows what type of money is moving things and all that. That, There's all these conspiracy. Follow the money. And I get it. But I mean, I just feel like it's, I don't know, man. I just, I don't buy that. I don't think USAC's going to go out of the way. Why wouldn't USAC want to find them and take the money instead of spending money on testing? Right. You know, when they're a when they're a, a sanctioning body that's kind of hurting you know what i mean they don't want to lose drivers which is why they don't want to lose teams right. so right. Drivers, it's kind of backfired in their face a little bit and they're losing drivers to the wing side left and right like we look at some of like the biggest wingless guys they're all moving over like um tanner thorson um mm-hmm. right uh tyler courtney these guys that were like dedicated guys Chris like, hey, there's a million Chris yeah there's a million people it, there's a more and more reason to come over to the the wing side one i mean if you run the all-star all-star circuit alone most of the races paid even a regular race pays more than their the usac regular races and then you have so many big races mixed in there um that you're more likely to win anyway than some of the other races mm-hmm. like there's just a lot more money on the, the wing side so they gotta they gotta figure something out i mean somewhere yeah for sure well, let's move into our iRacing leagues. We're going to talk about that a little bit. And I know, again, somebody's going to be excited popping. to talk about it. More champagne popping. Yeah, I'm not exactly excited <laughs> to talk about it either. But in <laughs> uh, Truck Series on Monday night, we had our own Chris Lynn getting the dub at Talladega, moving himself into the championship four. Congratulations, sir. Good job. Thank First you. career NSRL win. Give you a little First golf league. clap. How does First it feel? League win man? of any kind. How how does it feel? I don't know, man. I didn't sunk <laughs> in yet. I mean, it's pretty crazy. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> um, hey, blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while. I mean, we had a good push there. You finished what third? So what's that? I finished third, then, driving sideways because of the <laughs> right. massive wreck. I somehow end. missed the massive wreck that I may or may not have started, and I don't know. We beat. He beat a lot of good cars. I mean, Landon Lacey's obviously really good. He's going to potentially be a pro driver soon. And, you know, a little fulfilling. A little take one back for the small guys. DraftKings <laughs> racing, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Pull Draft out a whole. represent. Pull out some small guy NASCAR wins at restricted plate tracks. But we got to do it at Phoenix in a couple of weeks. Really, really send it to the big guys. Yep. On the Phoenix now, now you got to get ready for <laughs> Phoenix. Well, we got Martinsville first. I mean, winning at Martinsville would be just cool. They'll get two they just, in a row. Yeah. Why don't we just run three in a row? Like, why not, right? <laughs> that's how you. That's how. That's the hell of a time <laughs> to do it. Yeah. And then hot streak, bud. 
on the cup side last night, we had Steve Stripmatter getting a win in a pretty wild Draft Kansas race. Another DraftKings car. Uh, First him, three win. It was a very – that was another race where um, kind of reminded me a little bit of Richmond in the cup series where you had cars coming and going. And right at the end, you had Don DeGroote, who was at one point maybe about 10, 15 laps to go. He was three, he was four seconds back. Yeah. He it was, was a drag back. race to the line yeah. last yeah. lap. You know, and but Strip Matter was probably the fastest car all night, besides um, maybe Susie and Milliken, who yeah. got tangled up in, a, in an unfortunate racing deal. Uh, yeah, racing for the lead. Yeah, yep. Milliken, you know, had a big run on Josh Susie, went inside and came up. I was clear, and we're talking six inches. Like he's, he got hooked right in that, right in front of where the, the bumper connects and kind of destroyed both their races and kind of left it open for strip matter. He was, he was walking away. The only other guy that really had a shot at it um, was Tyler Isley. So uh, until the group woke up the sleeping giant, yeah. he came rolling in there with his Budweiser ready to rip. Yeah. Strip, strip matter definitely had a nice long run car. He was running right up there with, he was right behind Milliken and Susie before they got together. So, right. he, you know, really, really who knows how that would have played out if that didn't happen. But uh, I think we got robbed of her. We got a good finish. I think we would have had a better one with all of them. 100%. Um, a lot of attrition, you know, it's just part of it. Next gen car is a little tricky. Yep. Kansas is a little, really tricky. Uh, they're they're so edgy. I mean, you catch a seam wrong and you're you're turned. You, yep. you just it's just one of those things, and that's just that's just racing in the cup side. Josh knows about that a little bit. I'll say my first bit. poll of the year, and I died on lap eight. And <laughs> yeah, we had quick time over here, Josh Aaron, and and a uh, couple laps in, just hit the apron wrong, and chaos ensued, which yeah. was unfortunate. I got the crew chief the rest of the night. <laughs> that out, might though. unfortunately end your playoff run. Yep, I'm Mine ended last week Grill. or two weeks ago, I guess. And yeah, it's been tough. It was. It was been. It's been a tough season coming down to the wire here. It's been. A, I do gotta say though, it's been fun. It's been nice to. It's been a good season. That you know, I. It's a very very tough league. There's a lot of incredible talent out there. So yeah. I was happy to make the playoffs. So anything, anything past that, it was a fun year. On to next Absolutely. year, right? And yep. Next year we got big things going on for next year, so can't wait. To we get all there. have more experience with this car too, which yep. I think will help. Uh, we go back to some of these tracks that maybe we just missed it on. Maybe uh, you know, plus it, you know, we went through many multiple updates here, so it's going to be interesting to go back to some of these tracks. Right, know, even just from the driver's side, learning. I know, like, I, I can't speak for Josh, but I know Jimmy, you and I started the year out for the first, what, month and a half, and we, we were mostly racing sprint cars leading into it. Yep. So, um, oh, I, I never ran asphalt until this league, you know I what I mean? I was a rookie I never driver really at the beginning of the season. I, I had a rookie right. oval license. So we're oh, really? I didn't know that. that for, 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 I had a, I had a C. So did so. I. <laughs> um, so look at along the way like we went through some hardships in that first half of the year um i was before I, I moved the race control it was it was rough the car was hard it was new to everybody we were new to asphalt like i think from the racecraft and just strategy side we've learned a ton especially in the last quarter of this year i think that's going to be a launching point for us when we get to the daytona and and onward so i think i don't know i think we'll be able to shake it up next year gonna be another tough field it is i don't know what the yeah. numbers is a lot we've, got, we've brought in or i should say nsrl has brought in 
they've done a lot of really great recruiting and brought in a guy like a Steve Strip Matter who just joined maybe three months yeah, ago. Yeah, so. what? Just before Indy, so that was yeah. about three months ago, January. Yeah, yeah. so. And Don. Yeah, three, I mean, Don ago. and Steve came yeah, in Don. around the same time and ran one yep. or two last night. Yeah, you have Salter. You you got a couple. Yeah, you got we a couple have guys the full throttle sports guys that are yeah. really fast and and they're coming over and I hope they stick around because I mean Salter won what a second career start at Iowa. Yeah. Um, so there's there's a lot of parity out there to be found. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really really fun year. You know, we know who's going to be the fastest. I think Chris, you were saying this on the broadcast with Marty last night. You know, we know right. who's the fastest guys. We know yeah. Landon Lacey. We know no, Landon Lacey, Kayla McCarthy. Yeah, Josh is Kayla. Kayla McCarthy. Kayla they McCarthy won for sure. a 90 – and Mark, Mark Scosi. They won, what, Dylan Clark as well. This year. Yeah. Right, he's won an oval and a road course. And even him, he's one of the fast guys. But even then, he's not even won a lot of races. You have Susie at seven, I think. Mm-hmm. Lacey yep. is at seven. Um, we had Ashley Crowder, Crowder, who's at six, yep. who's yep. in the broadcast booth now. Like – We've had some tough guys out there, and it's been a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. We were getting, you know, obviously frustrated when you're getting beat by laps by some of these guys on the like, road courses, but like it made us better. We worked harder. Oh, Everyone it makes everybody better. Yep, 100%. Like, look, look at the field. I think, um, like, obviously, we're going to make it a race, Josh. We had to poll by a half a tenth. Yeah. I'll and just, yeah. you were like a tenth out of being like six. Like, it, it's crazy. It's crazy tight from like the whole field down. Like, the setups, everyone's gotten their ideas. They know what works. They know what they want. And it's only going to keep getting better, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Great week for DraftKings Racing and NSRL. Yep. Round of <laughs> applause for them. They're definitely winners for the week. Uh, let's move over to Posse a little bit. We had Trevor Royer winning our Lernerville season opener. Um, I had a pretty good run there. That was uh, I, I finished second in the points there last year. I'm not trying to toot my own uh <laughs> yeah, i suck mean, in an srl so i gotta talk about what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm okay at. uh but i was running up there with some guys like michael sheridan who dri- drives for brett marks sim racing and aiden beerline who's in uh world of outlaw pro i uh, know i was running right there with them for a little bit i wasn't good i'm not saying i was gonna be with them but i i finished right behind those guys and uh chris i know you had i think you finished 11th last night yeah it, uh or two I did, nights ago, I guess. I did. It was a rough. I was just on the car. It wasn't good. I mean, I was probably a 12th place car right where I was. I mean, maybe a top 10 if things would have went my way, but learn a lot for what I'm not going to do next time. Learning Bills. I say tricky, I don't man. like I, I say I don't like the place, but if you look at like the last four or five times I've raced there, I, I won one somehow quick timed a few times. I don't get it. I don't even like the place. <laughs> I just stop and go. But, you know, it, sometimes things just happen that way. <laughs> yeah. It was a fun race, though. There was a, a lot of the, there was a couple cop sh- cautions, and it was mostly just guys making mistakes, just getting the bed out of shape a little too much and, and whatnot. It was getting a little frustrating for me because every time I felt like I was starting to get a run on people, the caution would come out. But that's just how racing goes sometimes, you know what I mean? And Posse After Dark, we had Aiden Beerline, who was just talking about, World of Outlaw Pro Driver. Uh, winning our super late model race at Fairbury last night. It was a fun race. It wasn't bad. Or not last night. It was Tuesday. I don't know. I don't know what day of week it is right now. But uh, it was a, it was a fun race too. And uh, not much to say there. Just uh, super late models are kind of tough. And especially at Fairbury, it was it was Fairbury, very Fairbury might be the worst track in the history of life. And late uh, models are. I'm gonna get a hot take. They're both the worst <laughs> cars in the history of life. 
on iRacing. We immediately did a, a quick little hosted session for Street Stocks after just to try to get our confidence in iRacing <laughs> back up because Street Stocks are so much fun. But the, uh, the only gain from that was my computer didn't die when my beer fell over and champagne sprayed my whole floor <laughs> and my Xbox controller. And I, oh, it was close because I get fell when I heard it spraying. I wasn't sure where it was spraying. And that's why, like, Jimmy, I don't know if you saw me, like, lurk around the bottom because I couldn't get into the pits at that stupid track. So I'm just like, trying not to bring the caution, trying to see what stuff's spraying. And I'm like, oh, man, we got lucky it fell this way, not the other way. I've been, I've been, I've been retired. The question is, done. is that a leftover champagne from Monday night? It no, might be. Fresh one. I've never stopped partying. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, you can ask Jamie about it. Like, we're in there doing, he goes, do donuts. I'm like, okay. And then, like, I was so worried about if I wrecked Carol or not. And he goes, where'd you go? I'm like, dude, I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't even know what to do right now. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. We just won the race. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it didn't even matter what happened Tuesday night. Like, I was trying. That was, like, an idiot. And, you know, it didn't matter. It's fine. Everything's right. great. <laughs> so, this would be where we would put the photo of the weekend, sponsored by Jeremy Zarfos Photography. Yep. Who is one of the best <laughs> photographers that we know. I'm trying to, my focus one is messed of, up. Like I'm trying to get my <laughs> camera to refocus, but it won't. I don't know. Jeremy Zarfos um, is one of two of the best photographers we know. Dawson has right there with him. For sure. Yeah, they're they're awesome. He's he's not a sponsor, so he's a cool dude. We <laughs> yeah, like Dawson him. Spe- Dawson has we got we got a couple blocks of the podcast if you want to sponsor us, you know, just saying if you want to get a photo on here. Just saying Dawson has when you listen to this. Just understand this is gonna be your only shout out until you you know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Zarfos, Dawson has Jeremy Zarfos is still our hero no matter what. Jeremy Zarfos <laughs> is the hero. <laughs> uh no but go follow him jay-z awesome. photography facebook uh he has his new website up um big things he's driven really guys really some of the most guy. guy has some of the most unique angles and great angles at that you know in the game right now when it comes to dirt dirt track and pa uh photography so shout out to him he, he's got some and great stuff a, going on really really nice guy too on top of that he's okay don't tell him, though. he's all right don't tell him so let's preview next week a little bit. Uh, NASCAR, I know. I think the truck race is on now as we're doing this. The truck race uh, is on right now. That's happening. I have not been paying attention to it. So Let me tell you this. It's a lot like, if anyone knows iRacing, it's like a C open. <laughs> that so a lot of wrecks, um, a lot of bumping and bang. Every time I look over, they're under caution. So let that oh, sink God. in. Um, oh, Martinsville, baby. You got, yeah, Martinsville. Ty, you got Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs has the pole tomorrow, I believe. Yep, for third straight pole for Finity. You got Dale Jr. running Xfinity, but he's yeah, probably Dale 30th, Jr. so I don't know you how might, that You happens. might see more people watching the Xfinity race than the Cup race, which is... I'll say you're going to so have Junior story. Nation. Yeah. Funny story. I was talking to the, the ticket dude from Martinsville, because obviously I'm going down for the Cup race, and he's like, are you going to the Xfinity race? I'm like, well, I thought about it, you know, but I don't really want to be on a time schedule to get down there Friday. And he goes, well, you know, Junior's race. I'm like, I, I heard that. And he goes, you know how those people are. I'm like, oh, I know. I know, you know, race, raise hell, praise Dale. <laughs> and he goes, so uh, they might sell out. And I'm like, well, one, I don't, I don't believe you. And two, that's okay. I just want to get my tent set up, man. But uh, yeah, no, good, for Martin, good, good for Martinsville to get Junior to come there. Because, you know, two years without, well, I mean, I've had these tickets since 2020. And then pandemic. So they had no fans the first year of this night race, which is probably gonna be one of the biggest races they had in their history from like a marketing standpoint. Have no fans, and then last year they had limited capacity because nothing was opened up yet when they came back around. 
this would be the first one at full capacity for them. So good for them to get Dale Jr. to come there and kind of, you know, cover that gap a little bit. Yep, for sure. It's always sad when Dale Jr. runs. What's he run like one a, one a year maybe? Right. But I I wish he would just stop because he always you know he's always running like back of the field. Well, it's not so hard to run competitively when you only run one a year. Right. 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 But he's finished top ten the last two. Has mm-hmm. he? Give that, give that man some respect. I was going to say, in practice ugly, speeds today, ugly, he, he was, was – I think he was like sixth in practice speeds today. Yeah. That's why I'm confused why he's 30th. I don't know what he did. Well, because they didn't qualify. They didn't did. qualify, so it's going off of owner's point. No, they did qualify. They I did? Thought, yeah, truck truck qualifying got canceled, oh, but they did it. Truck qualifying got – Yeah. You well, heard I it here don't. first. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 we got the, we got the best news right here. <laughs> so how how are you feeling about uh tent camping at martinsville in about 30 degree weather uh, i'll be fine <laughs> real, real won't be. um it's no different than national open for me i mean it's whatever it is you drink yeah. you know drinking a beer you'll be warm and then if you're not warm just drink some more it's fine who's your pick for saturday night i think i'm gonna get pissed off it's gonna be one of those. It's gonna be Truex or Hamlin. I'm gonna get pissed off and kill myself. I could see Truex. I could absolutely I could see, see Truex. It, it, it seemed like Toyota and Gibbs figured something out. I'll give you a spicy one. package. Uh oh. No. Oh, don't <laughs> give me that one. That's <laughs> way too spicy, man. I mean, that's Chipotle. Hot. <laughs> I get this spicy out my ass, uh, man. Like I don't, I don't want to see. I don't know. I mean, I could see. It's just so. I don't know. It's. Chase Elliott's I don't, been good I, there. At this point, I would rather Marcy see Logano win over Seabell. Logano's been around, even though he hasn't won. Logano's very good there. It. I'd like to see Briscoe get it. I, I'm quickly I becoming Briscoe. a Briscoe fan. I like yeah. Briscoe. Um, I, I, my spicy picks Bell, but I'd like to see Briscoe. And Briscoe's having a hell of a year so far. For sure. Right. I'm always going to pick I, Larson. I, I, I don't. Yeah, but Larson historically struggles there. I mean, I, I said that it. last year, and he did all right. This but, is my um, pick right here, man. It's always going to go Larson. I mean, <laughs> I, I got my Larson diecast today, so I'm not far off of you. But ah, nice. still, um, it only took a year. And then, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch. I mean, there's some guys that need wins. I would love to say Kozlowski because that'd be wild. Ooh, Kozlowski's a spicy one. That is. Yeah, but <laughs> that's they, a spicy they, one. They, because I mean, you know if Keselowski's winning, not saying that he's not fast enough to win, but if he's winning at Martinsville, it's because he's shoving people out of the way. Right. Even you know then, what I mean? So how much he struggled? Kinda, he was good at the clash, but it was because he was moving no, people out of the way. In the clash, he was fine. But again, he was slow as hell at the start of that week. And uh, they found something that made him a little bit better. I think at Richmond, they weren't terrible. He was running, what, he finished 14th or something. And they were right around the top 10. So, Busher, though, he's been, I don't know, there's so many ways, but I kind of think. I'd love to see Busher win a race this year, man. He's been showing some good consistency, he, good speed. He, he did so much good with Roush when they had such bad equipment a couple of years ago. And now you can see there's an uptick there. There's a little bit of a better vibe out of that team. Here's, and, uh, I think here's he, a spicy one. He that, needs to get a, he needs to get a legitimate win because. Not saying, not trying to take anything away from his Pocono win, but I mean, come on, be honest. It, it fogged down, yeah. and 
here's one that I'm telling you is going to sound crazy, so I'm going to stand by it. Bubba fucking Wallace. I can see that. He's very good at Martinsville. Because, right. His first career truck win, I was at Martinsville that weekend, and he won that truck race, and he went back and did it again. He's good there. If they can get that set up right, uh, I guess we'll know more when I get to practice tomorrow and qualifying, but yeah. if they get everything to go right, I'm telling that's, you, sneaky that's the key. That's the key. I just cannot see right, the that race going right for that. him. I he doesn't have a good enough car to be out front the entire time, so for him to have but, to come from mid-pack to win it, well, I just don't see it. that happening. They gotta get that figured out. But I'm saying if they do, and Bob Wallace wins, you heard it here first. I would love to bandwagon see for weeks, love to see years. I would love to see on the broadcast side of that. I would like to see just a, on the a ticker like in the top left corner of how many people Ty Dillon spends. Because <laughs> if it's anything like the Clash, like the clash. anybody that's in <laughs> yeah, front of really. them is, is the answer. All yeah, of them, yeah. Is that what you guys are thinking? Do you think it's going to be a clash-like race? I think it's going to. I oh, think yeah, so. Dude. I mean, you got to you got to move people. Cars are so durable now. Yeah, you got to get to the inside. The you got to move people off the inside line. I, I think it's going to be very similar to what the Coliseum was. A little bit, obviously, a little bit faster, but they all got their good behavior out at Richmond. It's time for the party. <laughs> I mean, yes. You have what? You have eight. You have what? Seven? I mean, races. Seven different winners. Eight different winners. Yeah. Seven. Seven. I think. You got to. You got to start winning because, like, you still got. Yeah, you're not gonna be able to. You, got, no, you start Daytona, getting the ten different you still winners. Got yep. You got Talladega. Yeah. You got Daytona, Talladega. You still got Bristol Dirt. There's, in my opinion, three wild cards. Yeah. And you look at the guys that have won so far, and who hasn't up until Denny Hamlin. And you got all the road courses Bush, too. Elliot, you got the road Bush. courses coming up where you got guys like Kyle Larson and well Chase Elliott. Well, Right, and some of those other guys Logano, that are going to road courses that are probably going to win. Ryan, like, there's guys. Has Blaney Ryan, won yet? No, they, Blaney hasn't won yet, has he? No, he has. Right, so you have when, where? Mm-mm. Right, he hasn't won yet. <laughs> right, so you have Blaney, Logano, Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott. That's five who haven't won yet. Who you, Truex, and Bell? There's seven guys right there you'd you'd expect to get a win. Now you go. There you go. Now you're at 14 drivers. Right. And you still have Bristol Dirt, Daytona, and Talladega. So who's to say like, Eric Jones has been sneaky? Eric Daniel Jones Suarez has been... showed real speed. Oh, Suarez is getting a win this year. Suarez is definitely right. getting a win. Over or otherwise, Tyler Reddick hasn't won yet, and he's got speed. Austin Dillon, I, I think you're going to win with... sooner around it later, and you might want to win a second time. I'm going with Daniel Suarez this, this, this week. No, he's going to win. No way in hell. Get the hell out of here. He's going to win, I'm telling you. Kids, don't do drugs. That's how you end up with <laughs> Let's go, me amigos. <laughs> hey, I, I, I like the Suarez pick. I like I like Suarez. I like, I like Team Trackhouse. I think it's cool to see a team like win. that come in there and, you know, just come in and be competitive and do it the right way. Um, yep. I think they did a really good job at going out and getting the drivers that they could get. You know, they, yep. they weren't going to go out and get a Kurt – Bush or, you know, they could have though. Uh, they could have, but they didn't, I think they did it right. They didn't need to. Right. They got yeah. guys that are just as tenacious as him and a hell of a lot younger. Yep. <laughs> I'll give Ross Chastain a hell of a lot of credit. I know he was talented and he was fast, but I just not think he was going to be the guy that was going to be. I didn't either, and I still I'm... in the Cup Series every week and winning races. Yeah. I, I I thought maybe all right, he might sneak a win here and here and there, maybe. And but then I to did do not it think at, he would then, be this consistently this good. And this then to quick. do it at Coda. I mean, th- that was yeah. shocking. Right? I did not. Yeah. 
So I would yeah. not expect a sh- I would not doubt a real big shocker here at minus one. I wouldn't either. And, and again, Suarez, like I like Suarez too. I just don't think this is the place that it happens. He was also it good at happen. Bristol Dirt. So I mean, this right. guy's I'm shown a lot of speed everywhere, man. Like I, I I'm just, know. I'm he is just because of how good track house is, and they have fire paint schemes this week, man. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, GoPro ones. Chris, Those you got to get some good hard. pictures of that. They do, they do. They do. That's when they're bringing. They're bringing. I mean, they just kind of. You know, I think track house really appeals. You know, probably to even a younger audience than us because I mean, oh, they're coming sure. in, they're winning. They're doing paint schemes that are so much better, you know, more flashy, yeah, so much different. Yep. They're really doing the thing with the with the number moving up, right? Yep. You know, they just they make right. everything work. They're doing a fantastic job with everything that they're doing. It. Justin Marks yep. killing it. Good to see Justin Marks, who used to you be co-owner of the World of Outlaw team with with uh, Kyle Larson back in the day, Shane Stewart and everything. So good to see him go to. It's cool to see a, a, a team owner from World of Outlaws come up and go all the way to the top. Top teams in NASCAR. Yep. Yeah pretty cool to see yeah it's, it's gonna be fun to watch and i can't i look forward to the rest of the year i hope they keep it going it's fun to watch the energy it's kind of like the college guys like there is college so another one i wish they could get so a little fun. bit more consistent in the cup series but they're gonna be fun when they get there because they oh, will yeah, for sure they will they're definitely gonna get there there's, gonna be, fu- there's so much fun, fun to watch in the xfinity series you know there's yeah. a lot of bright side in the future for nascar cup side if the teams keep doing this yep and then you do got a lot of young talent coming up and you're going to see guys like Harvick and Hamlin and Truex start retiring here, maybe even Kyle Busch. Three years from now, the landscape's going to look totally different, yep. and I'm here we for thought, it, to be honest. I, th- I think it's, this the, is the perfect change for, for the car and everything going on. It's just changing right. of the guard, it, and it needed to happen. Isn't it kind of funny? We, we talked about the changing of the guard, what, seven years ago when you had Jeff Gordon retire, Tony Stewart retire, Dale Jr. retired, mm-hmm. and then you have Jimmy Johnson. But it was in the same like, oh, car generation. Of- Right, but I'm saying is like you're talking about the changing the guard then, and, that, and it, obviously those are all legends, they're drivers, and I don't think we realize Harvick, Hamlin, Bush, Truex are all going to the Hall of Fame just as quick because they're also. Sure. We almost forget how it's funny we forget in the common time like how dominant they were and are at different times. Yep. But even Kazowski, Kazowski probably right? won't run him very much longer either. Right. I mean. <laughs> Like, what do you got? Now you have Logano's gonna be the old guy out there. Like, let that right. in. Right, really, he is. Rookie. He's one of the wily veterans out there now. And I mean, I mean, he's been out there. He's only like thirty. He's like thirty or thirty-one. Like, he's not even <laughs> right. He's what going to? His he still probably has year? a solid eight, nine years left in him. Like to be at yeah. the top of his game. Yeah. Right. That's crazy. World of Outlaws this weekend. Go to US thirty-six and Lake Ozark Speedway, Missouri. Uh. Don't really have any opinions on it. Just excited to see some sprint car racing. As probably looking like PA, we might get rained out a lot here this weekend. Oh, I'm gonna be so. Uh, we sad. got we got drenched with like two inches of rain here, and I doubt Williams Grove runs tomorrow. And I might if Port Royal runs on on Saturday, I might <laughs> I might run there. Uh, I go check that out. But uh, and then we got Lincoln. Lincoln will run no matter what, unless it's like a tornado warning or something. So. Uh, NSRL, speaking of Martinsville, both series goes there for the next to last race of the season here. Uh, final final uh, race of the round of eight, um, both in the trucks and the cup series. Um, who do you guys like in that? Because truck series, I'm going Landon. No, I can tell you based on my C-Open race with Landon, I'm going Landon. And if not Landon, <laughs> it's, it's going to be 
If it's not Landon, it's definitely gonna be it's gonna be me. So uh, <laughs> you know, Land I have a little bit of bias because Landon's my teammate here in the Cup Series and we'll be next year and he'll be all of our teammates next year. Uh he's he's just he's nasty with it, man. Yeah, he's a little bit yeah, I have a little bit of bias because he gave me a setup he's running in the officials and it is nasty. Um the only way he doesn't win is if he gets wrecked. Which is <laughs> possible at Martinsville. Which happens you know, at Martinsville. Dance, you know. We do have David Smeal in the race. I was about to say, there is the, the, <laughs> David, the Smeal factor is still a thing. Yeah, the Smeal factor. I mean, let's, be, let's give Smeal some credit here, okay? We had for what? like eight cars running at the end of last day of the Cup Series, and there was no David Smeal to begin. So... Yeah, but you had a Ryan Broderick. God love him. We did have a Ryan Broderick. And a Menzies. And you had a Menby. And a Menzies. So, so Menzies took over Heron. for Smeal. <laughs> yeah. It's just about the same. That's why it was about Yeah, and then I so. killed half the field lap eight, so. <laughs> we yeah, kid, we out. Kid. I'm going to go out on a limb on a pick, and that's if he races on. Hoping he does. Our boy, Jeremy Zarfos. He would be oh, nasty at Martin. Sneaky. That's his kind of place. Save yes, tires. Save tires, break hearts. Yep. Kayla's obviously going to be a factor. Uh, Milliken's gonna be a factor. Uh, Milliken, I think. I think Milliken's gonna be. A, his, I think he's gonna be one to watch. Jaden, he's got to win. Mm-hmm. Milliken's got to win. I kind of. Yeah. My win really shook it up because it was gonna be a long shot for me to make it. I could have. I feel confident so, I could have made it tight, but with me winning, it's Milligan and Smeal both have to win to get to the championship so, four. So locked into the championship four in the truck series right now are just Jayden. you and Jaden. And uh, you and I feel confident that landing wise. I think Landon, Landon could still point in. Landon and right. Kayla. Landon's fairly safe. Kayla's safe unless someone other than Kayla or Landon or me or Jaden win, basically. If anyone else, like Dills, Chapman, anyone pulls out anything, yeah. Kayla's the one on the chopping block. But she's point-wise safe. So I we'll think. see. So somebody, so it leaves everybody else at a, at a winner, you're out type of winner go home. Can you imagine a late race restart? Including a David Smeal. Including and a David Smeal who we know – I mean, we'll be aggressive yeah, you, when he needs to be. And you can't yeah. blame him. Him or Milliken both. You're running second there. Uh-huh. The right there. Drive that son of a bitch in there and send them. What do you got to lose? You got to, you got to do it. I mean, in Smeal's case, if you're running 15th, just send it in there. <laughs> Plows, <laughs> activated boys. I'm only playing. I'm only playing. Um, and then the Cup Series, again, uh, I mean, Susie's been very good all season. I mean, I really think. It's his to lose. He's been so dominant, especially this last half of the season. Yep. But this uh, it's been hard to beat him, even when we have these great other drivers like Landon and Kayla and Dylan. Hasn't won and even when Crowder's there. What's that? Susie, I think, has only won once since Pocono, which is a very long time ago. Well, Susie's so, been up there every week, man. I right. mean, he's just. I, I agree. He's uh, Susie's extreme. He's one of the most consistent drivers that yeah. I've ever raced in with in iRacing. I mean, I'm That's not a Mark pro. Um, I'll tell you something that I think's had a hell of a run so far in the championship. That Isley, Isley could Isley, sure. Isley, Isley for sure. He's been that second half of the season since switching over to Posse. He's been one of equally consistent, not making mistakes and just being there to get the points. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think if he gets the Phoenix for sure as a threat for the championship. Um, hundred percent. I think though this track. We go back to Myrtle Beach. I don't know. I don't think they're overly similar. But anytime we go to a short track, Sakosi just seems to figure stuff yeah. out. Sakosi's good on short really, tracks. Sakosi's been sneaky good. He doesn't get enough credit for how good he's right. been. And you put him on a tight little track where it's easy to use your shit up and use lose your shit. Like, 
that's your guy. The cup race is going to be very, very interesting. I'm really excited to see it. Uh, shouts out Tyler Isley, partners with us here with RJI Media here. And, uh, you know, and also Mark Sikosi, you know, at, you know, owner of the NSRL league that we run every week. So um, two guys that are definitely championship contenders and can go out and win. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see it. It's getting down to the wire here. Uh, even though I'm looking a little bit more forward to next season, right? Um, these next two weeks are going to be fun to watch as a, as just a, as a fan, you know, yep. even though I'm going to be out there running, I'm going to be more of a fan than anything. I don't want to get, I want to go out and win. Don't get me wrong, but I don't want to go out and uh, wreck anybody's championship for, you know, I'd rather see good racing for that. What's well, fun. It's just, I mean, I'm kind of, you, you can't really pick anybody to not root for because we've been doing it for 33, 34 weeks now. And yeah. I mean, there's yeah. nobody undeserving of it. Right. That's for sure. Everybody has worked their ass off and have been here week in, week out to, um, to get to this point. And, uh, it's been tough, you know, it's been tough to, it was tough to just make the playoffs, you know, it was, it was, and that's when a sign of a really strong league there, you know? Um, yeah, that's what that, again, I, I, don't, I, I think it's easy to underestimate how, how tough this league is, but it, it it's an incredibly tough league and, just making the playoffs is probably still my goal for next year. Uh, my goal for this year was, I mean, once I had, I, I found that I was going to probably make the playoffs. I'm like, all right, I just want to make the round of eight. Missed it by three points, but uh, I'm still not going to hang my head on it. Like it's still yep. just to be in the playoffs was, was a thing. I had some, you know, there was times where I had top five runs and I did not expect it, you know, and you know, when I am running up there with Sikosi and, and uh, you know, Isley and Kayla and Landon and all of them and Susie and Dylan, you know, when I can rarely, it's very rare, but when I do have the speed to be able to run out there with them, uh, it's definitely something that gives me a lot of confidence in all of iRacing. You know what I mean? Yep. It's just, uh, it's good. And we also learn a lot from r running around them. And they're also all very, um, all personal people that are willing to give you some pointers here and there when you need it, you know what I mean? And help us all get better. So it's good. Definitely, uh, if anybody out there listening who's not part of the National Sim Racing League, check it out, nationalsimracing.com. We are looking. We are recruiting. we got an active truck, Xfinity, and Cup Series starting up in a couple weeks. Um, looking for people for all three leagues, and telling you it makes you a better racer. Uh, our other league, Posse League, Pay Posse League, we're going back. Williams Grove for a regular show, and 350H is supposed to start up. I'm not sure exactly the schedule on that. A Tuesday night, we'll have our 410 regular show. Immediately following that, uh, a money race. NASCAR trucks at Bristol for Posse after dark. Let's go. I'm pumped for that. Is this dirt um, on dirt? It Bristol is on dirt. dirt. On dirt. Bristol dirt. Truck series. It's $5 to win. It's one of the money races for the season. Not much, but it's uh, it's it's a it's a fun race. I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, ran, I, I ran well there in the NSRL Bristol dirt race. And uh, I also won the Bristol last pad season. I won the Eldora truck race. Um, so I've been, I'm, I'm excited for that personally. Cause I feel like I could finally get myself a win here, but Jimmy fireball <laughs> bar, the odds on favorite. <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't play. I wouldn't go that far. Hey, Smeal's good the there. hero, hero in my heart right there. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Jimmy is Barr. good there. Smeal's good there. Landon, Landon Lacey, man, he's been running with us in, in Posse, man. He's just getting better and better and better in a sprint car for one. 
and then he's just a threat in anything, man. And him in a truck at Bristol Dirt is going to be something. Yeah. And hopefully, Kayla McCarthy come, makes her way out. Um, she ran well there in the NSRL. She's been running with us in Posse After Dark a little bit, so I could see her stealing it. She passed me in the NSRL truck race, so shouts out to her, too. What'd you say, Chris? Did you say something? I want Josh Aaron there. Josh Aaron better be there. I was going back to look and see uh, (laughs) the results on that to see what I did in that, because I don't even remember. I think (laughs) I got wrecked wrecked by Isley. You may you were you only Tyler Isley, man. That dude in that dude in the Posse League too. He's been consistently getting better as well. Posse League's different, man. On dirt, it's just uh, it's one of those where it's invite only, basically, and uh, you know it's mostly Pennsylvania guys. But you get a voucher, you get in there, and uh, you know as long as you keep your nose clean and you. You kind of know where you're supposed to be at and you continue to build upon that and get better and better every week. It's what makes that league so great. Um, you know, it makes everybody better. The racing is great. And those are two guys right there that, uh, you know, I know Isley's pretty much a dirt guy and Landon is too. They both have dirt backgrounds, but guys that are so strong on asphalt to come in and, and have been so nice and consistent and has shown real like top five speed at times. Um, in the posse league is it's hard to do you can't just come into the posse league and do that so shouts out to them well i think that does it this week you guys got anything else you want to talk about nope Nope. i'm gonna go try to make the bob feature here once i get done with learnerville one of wins grove well that'll wrap it up we'll see you guys next week good deal i'll have to come up with an outro Yeah, we'll have to figure something out.